Hello, welcome back to um, Turning Unteacher, where I am officially unteachered. Um, <clears throat> I don't have a classroom anymore. My last day was Tuesday, almost exactly one week ago. Um, technically, I mean, technically I have a classroom, but also like I don't, I'm not going back there. I'm on FMLA. I didn't retire. I didn't quit. So if I wanted to go back, I could, but oh my God, I'm not. Um, no, I'm a little late in posting this, uh, specifically because as expected, <clears throat> I've been struggling a little bit with like abandoning my career, which like, I know my decision was right, but of course, um, I'm facing a lot of guilt, like, especially today that it's Monday morning. Like I'm also not recording this Sunday night. Um, it's Monday morning. So I'm sorry for all two of you who listen to this, but, um, yeah. Um, like some of these people I've worked with for over 10 years and like, while I know that our friendships are strong, um, like there's a part of me that fears losing them because I don't see them every day and I don't, I've never had to experience a situation in which I've had to maintain these friendships with these people while not seeing them every single day. Um, so there is that like fear, like of course, I'm um, I also just kind of feel like a failure. Like, I I know that, like, everyone has multiple careers. Like, these days, it's normal. Whatever. Um, you don't always retire from the career you went to school for anymore. But, like, I do feel like a failure. I do feel like I put a lot of work into this career. It took a lot of energy out of me. And it um, really impacted me, like, emotionally, mentally, and physically. And, um... I couldn't hang like I really gave my all and and I, I couldn't hang and, and now I just feel like I don't have any energy anymore like do I even have the energy to start something brand new well like I guess I don't have a choice so um but that's the whole thing too is that I'm unsure of of what's to come and like what's next I legit have no idea where I'm going like, am I going to become a full stack designer? Am I going to build apps? Am I going to be an instructional designer, learning experience person, a coach? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I don't know. But um, no matter what, it can't be worse than the hell that I experienced last week, specifically on Tuesday. Like, to be honest, I don't even remember Monday. Um, I'm sure it was chaos. I mean, I know that um, the student who um, we've been working with that has um, significant behavior issues um, definitely was there and definitely, you know, it was typical screaming um, chaos. Child was uncomfortable. You could just tell. Um uh, yeah, it was just normal. Um, Tuesday, though, was just like, like, that's not how I wanted um, my last day there to go. And it wasn't 
um like so much happened in such a short amount of time that i i don't know if i can remember it all but i'm so what happened basically was like i mean obviously i got there tuesday and i was sad like i knew that it was going to be the last time i was going to be a teacher in that school and i wanted to say bye to a lot of people and with how chaotic things have been honestly i don't know if a lot of people even knew if that i was leaving um i don't I, yeah, like I didn't really get to touch base with people. I just feel like I was running 100 miles per hour all the time, um, head on swivel, just going, going, going. And so I was sad. I was ready to like, you know, wrap things up, I guess. But like that sadness lasted for like five minutes before I could hear that student screaming, getting closer, coming down the hallway in from the car and like it was just like okay here we go and he came in and um he just it he just started going after us um um and then we separated him into another room for his safety and for the other student safety that were in there. He was just um, taking things and throwing them at the wall, throwing himself at the wall, um, like wrapping himself in a blanket and like spinning his body in circles on the floor, um, which it doesn't sound like these things are all happening very quickly. Like he'll switch from one event to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next very quickly. And they're all like, um, uh aggressive like when i say he's spinning on the floor it's not like dee -dee 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 -dee. it's like like around on the floor and you're welcome for the sound effects um but so it got to the point where like earlier in the year i had moved classrooms because the classroom that i'm in now has like an attached room that in the past we had used for occupational therapy to come in and work with the students. In this case, we I swapped with my best friend, one of my best friends, um, we swapped classrooms specifically for this room so I could have it um, just in case like he needs a quiet space or we need a space to evacuate the kids to. Um, it would be the least disruptive if we had a room attached like that. It's also convenient for changing kids, just throwing it out there. but. Um, anyway, it got to the point where we could not keep him in or out of a room. Like, we're not supposed to, it's against the law to block a student in the room, right? But when I evacuate the class and he's trying to get in that room and, you know, things are dangerous, it makes things a little different. So, we don't know what to do really and we send the rest of the students to my friend's classroom he teaches middle school and um my friend who works in my classroom with me kind of looked at me and she's like i'm gonna call the office for help and i was like yes yes let's do it and the principal came down um trying to remember yeah the principal came down and then not long after that they told me that child protective services was on the way and i don't know if that's because i had called a few times 
um, specifically for this student because, um, you know, he hasn't been receiving the support that he needs. And um, that includes medication um, for his disability, um, one of them anyway. And so I wasn't sure if they had shown up to do an observation because of my report or if because maybe someone had heard him screaming and was concerned and called. Either way, I'm incredibly grateful because um, the woman who showed up was incredibly kind and amazing. And um, as it turns out, she used to work in an autism center program for, I think she said, 18 years. So I kind of was like really thankful that they had sent someone who I felt like would really see the situation for what it was and understand. Like, I'm so fucking sick of people coming in and saying, oh, he's having this behavior because you're not using a visual. How about like I hold up like a visual of a stop sign in front of the student and he has legit tried to slit my neck with it. So you can shove your visuals up your ass and that's not the solution to this problem. So she came in and she basically was like, who the hell is telling you that you need visuals with this kid? This is like beyond visuals like far beyond, like it's beyond, beyond, beyond. So, I mean, she was in there with us for maybe three and a half hours. And the whole time she's watching um, and just kind of in disbelief. Um, and at this point it's the principal in there, the Dean of Students, um, you know, someone from human services um, and myself at some points, I, I actually stayed out of the room a lot because it was so um, like there wasn't anything that was salvageable for my room. So all the like um, the a bookshelf was completely emptied and just knocked over like a big one. All the student work in the room was like all over the classroom, all over the floor. I have nothing left from any student. Um, there, every, like everything above the cabinets, he climbed up on top of the cabinets and pulled things down from above the cabinets, was trying to take the new Promethean board off of the wall by pulling the cords, like just yanking on them pulled the cord to the receiver of the telephone, like right out so no one could reach our classroom and we couldn't call out. But of course we have cell phones, so that's, you know, whatever. Um, we had to get all the computers out of there. There was a broken walkie talkie at one point. And at one point he ran out of the room and into the street. Um, we were able to like escort him back in, but like, I mean, we were like out of breath. We were panicked. We were all, we all didn't know what to do. So this is where things get uh, escalated, I guess. So we get him back to the classroom and again, it's um, all of us in there and we're just kind of like watching. We're all just observing to 
assess the situation, I guess. And, and also there's not a whole lot we can do um, while we are all trained to restrain this student is far too strong. Um, that's one thing. But the other thing is that I truly feel like restraining this kid when he is in this state is going to do him a lot more harm than good. I don't want to be responsible for any trauma. I don't want to be responsible for any harm that happens to a student. I don't want to be responsible for like, you know, like I don't, if I were in his situation and I were dysregulated and like struggling with, um, you know, a condition that is unmedicated, I think the last thing that would calm me down is someone wrapping me up and restricting my movement and trying to tell me it's going to be okay. Well, hell no, it's not going to be okay. So yeah, I also just didn't even want to take that approach with him. And and I, I feel like the rest of the adults in the room with me didn't either, or else someone would have done it. But I think we all were kind of on the same page about that wouldn't be safe for him. So we were all in the room just having eyes on him. And um, again, the lady was like super duper duper nice. And she kind of looked at me and she was like, what do we do? And I was like, I don't know, what do we do? And she was like, well, I'm gonna call mom. I'm gonna call her to come get him. And I was like, that sounds like a good plan. So she called mom and mom hung up, or no, mom didn't answer. So she left a voicemail and then mom called my phone and then, um, the woman asked if she could call her back from my phone. So I gave her my phone and she called um, and then the student's mother hung up on her. Then the Dean of Students took my phone and called and the mother hung up on her, um, but said that she was trying to find coverage at her job and she would be on her way. <clears throat> um, things just kept getting trashed in the room. Things are continuing to get thrown around um just not not great there's n literally nothing that was everything went in the trash you guys like everything um but yeah so then i went to another classroom because i um honestly i know this sounds chicken shit of me and i apologize for this but I have been fighting for this student for a year and a half. It is my last fucking day of my fucking career. And I was not about to be cursed out by an irate parent who is three times as tall as me. I cannot let that be like my last experience. And she was mad mad, mad, mad. So I went to the room next door and um, stayed in there, but they, and they came and got me after she left. I guess the mom had come in. She saw how just completely in shambles. I mean, the, the, you couldn't really see parts of the floor. It was just coated in student work and paper and furniture and destroyed things that I bought with my money, my own money, by the way, like there were things in there that came out of my own pocket. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so she 
walks in she doesn't even apologize she doesn't even acknowledge the room she doesn't really even acknowledge the people sitting in the fucking room um and i guess you know the dean of students i believe um she said something to the effect of like it might be a good idea to take him to the hospital and get him checked out like he was clearly struggling and um then you know mom started screaming i guess at the um human services employee and kind of like walked with them back up to the office where the mom kind of shoved the student at the human services employee and was like well i don't know what to do with him you take him and then she pulled him back and took him to her car she didn't actually um you know nothing happened there but the human services worker did say like i need to show up at your house we need to talk about this we need to get this kid on the right track and i will be showing up whether it's by myself or with the police which i'm sure escalated things even further um i wasn't there but you know like the rest of the day after that parent took her kid home it was spent gathering evidence so that i could um show how many times i've reached out to the district to try to get help for this kid and try to advocate for the other students in my room and their safety and my safety and my friend's safety who i work with and um it has all just like fallen on daddy like it's just i don't um like there's something else that's really infuriating me that my mind is going to and i'm trying to figure out how to get there hold on so yeah it ended up being like 66 pages or something along those lines worth of emails that i have sent um within the the time of him being my student 66 emails that i've sent to the district that just asking for help just asking for help and like nothing um and so you know when the district comes in to observe and they seize the student's behavior it automatically becomes my fault and that's why they're like you need more visuals you need more token charts if you would read your motherfucking emails you would know that i'm talking about a medical diagnosis here we're talking about medication that isn't being administered i'm not talking about visuals and um classroom management if i could get the behavior down i could maybe get there like the behavior is not something that is like it's not just an, like a behavior issue or or an emotional disability like it is an unmedicated situation like it i i, it, like, I believe that this student has schizophrenia and that is also what his psychiatrist has alluded to who also the psychiatrist like never got back to me but you know whatever that's fine all these people just never responded to me and it's a perfect example of what happens when a team can't come together to support a kid like not one of us <clears throat> in any of our departments can do anything for any one kid for a situation like this we really could have made an impact all together and we fucking didn't and that's how I ended my career. So Wednesday, I waltzed my happy ass into therapy first thing.
wait, back up. Before we get into Wednesday, I forgot to mention something about Tuesday because it was all such a blur. The biggest and most important piece of information that came out of Tuesday <clears throat> was that because of the evidence that I was able to pull because of um, the um, because of what the human services worker saw when she was observing in my classroom and what I was telling her, she deemed it necessary to open a um, institutional neglect case against the entire district um, and a medical neglect case against the student's mother, um, which in a lot of ways feels like I again and i like actually i feel like that i do this a lot in my career like whether it's like go into a classroom and and like try to fix something or whether it's like give someone a new piece of information or tell someone a piece of bad news like i again feel like i have taken a pin out of a grenade and thrown it right into you know the middle of things and then left um but i'm trying to sit with I'm trying to like look at it in terms of like maybe this is what it's going to take to get this kid on the right track and maybe this is what it's going to maybe this was what needed to happen to keep him out of the system or maybe this is what needed to happen to keep him alive like I don't know I don't know but um I did go to therapy the following day and my therapist, which this is also really nice. I don't know if this is possible. If you are thinking about um, therapy, first and foremost, if your employer has an EAP or employee assistance program, those can be really beneficial, um, especially financially because they are covered to your um, employer. Um, but also, for my FMLA, they wanted me to go to therapy like once or twice a week, which I definitely can't afford. Can you imagine um, how expensive that would be? But I am going bi-weekly, but I also wouldn't be able to afford that like with a lot of therapists because of how much they charge. Like they are so expensive and unfortunately, like it's not preventative care, so it's not really covered, but um or not considered that anyway, although yes, of course it is. Um, going through your primary care doctor, I only have to pay my copay. Where it, like with some therapists, if you hire them in their, um, their private practice, you'd be paying like thousands. Um, I'm only paying my copay to see my therapist every two weeks. And so it's just like $40 or something like that. Um, but she's super nice. I'm just a little worried because sometimes therapy can be really counterproductive for me. Um, I had, like, I've had a lot of different therapists throughout my life. And I can't really think of one that has been more, I mean, there's definitely been some that have been more influential than others. But, like, I definitely take pieces from what each one has um said and like hung on to the things that that like are most meaningful to me and i think 
like one of them told me that you focus on whatever you're shining your flashlight towards. I think I've already mentioned this, so I'm sorry if I'm an idiot, but let's roll with it. Um, and sometimes I wonder if therapy is forcing me to shine my quote unquote flashlight at the negative things in my life or like the problems that it remain unfixed, like whereas maybe otherwise I would feel fine. Like sometimes I feel like, oh, oh my God, I have a therapy appointment coming up. Let me think about all the problems that I have so that I can talk to her about something. And like, is that not just me shining my flashlight on all my problems and digging up all my problems, whereas before I wouldn't have dug them up and wouldn't have been thinking about them and therefore would have been happier? I don't know. I, sometimes I just feel like me being in constant therapy forces me to consistently shine a light on the problem specifically so that I can feel like I'm getting more worth out of my therapy time, but it makes me live in a more negative headspace and I don't want to live in a negative headspace. Um, but yeah, I really tried because I feel like that, that was like a really good way to start things off because I felt like it really set the tone for healing, right? Like I exited this incredibly tragic, traumatic and chaotic last day and walked right into like here, I have all this on my shoulders, let me dump it on you. Um, and then from there, I felt like I could go back home and create a schedule. Um, so I, um, I'm really struggling to stick to it, actually. Uh, I didn't anticipate it being like that, but I've also tried to give my, okay, I'm struggling too with understanding how to allow myself to rediscover who I am and what I like and what's fun for me. Like my therapist said that I need to spend time figuring out what I like to do again. Like I honestly don't know what I do for fun. Um, she was just like, you need to figure out what what you look forward to um you know not scrolling like not that like scrolling through stuff is a huge problem for me because i'm pretty busy all the time but um not scrolling not eating not watching tv what are things that actually bring you joy that inspire you that make you want to get out there and do it that make you think, oh man, I can't wait for Friday or whatever to do that one thing that brings me to life. I don't know what that is for me. And I don't know how to give myself the time to figure that out. I feel like I've been raised very much to, to feel like the only way that you will be appreciated or um, valued is if you're like incredibly productive and the best. Um, like, I just feel like I don't know how to give myself the space to, or to feel okay about giving myself the space to do that. So now I'm just kind of like sitting in this place of, um, like my thoughts are super loud and they're super not nice. It's just kind of like, like lots of self-doubt, um, and lots of like, self like criticism for not still being in my career and for knowing that all of my best friends are still there today and um 
it feels weird sitting here alone in my apartment while everyone else is out there working and like this is the dream right why am i so sad about this like i i guess i'm feeling like a really weird mixture of like loss and uncertainty and success all at the same time um and also like a fair amount of worry about whatever is going to happen with this situation that i like my grenade pin throw situation um but yeah like saturday i really really had a hard day like on saturday i had to work online for like an hour in the morning which was no big deal um after that i cleaned the house for a, a while and then i had like a huge panic attack and i couldn't get out of bed and i like i couldn't even move i wasn't even crying i was just like couldn't breathe and was just like staring at the ceiling and i had like my arms like wrapped like around i don't know how to describe it i had my right arm over my side and my left arm like wrapped around the other way and i was just like that for hours like i just couldn't move like everything felt like too much i didn't know what like what to focus on i didn't know what would be like the best thing for me to do um <clears throat> like i just couldn't move and i felt like i couldn't talk to anybody either and then Sunday was yesterday and I got out of the house a little bit, which was helpful, but today is Monday again and I am here in this apartment. I haven't started the things that I needed to start and I'm feeling guilty and I'm feeling stressed out. I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I am, I'm also feeling like a lot of pressure because um, I have like my career counseling appointment coming up and I also really, really, really want to complete this coding course. So like, I feel like I have a lot of deadlines, like I've given myself the space to do this and I've immediately created other types of stress, but I haven't given myself enough room to fully heal yet. And I don't know if I'm doing this right. Um, but I also don't know that if I gave myself the time and the room to heal, I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea what's going on, you guys. I literally have no idea what is going on. Um, but I think I have, I don't think I have therapy this week, actually. I think I have it next week. But I do have, on Thursday, I'm bringing some of my art down to a local shop. They want to buy it, um, to sell it 50-50 out of their shop. So I'm going to do that. And then um, otherwise, I'm really going to need to try to stick to a schedule because this is not, um, this day already feels like it's going to be super long and it's like 9 a.m. Um, I'm nervous and I hope you have a great day. Bye.
If you have something to share, a story, an idea, or something helpful that would benefit others who might potentially be in this situation, feel free to add a voice note that I can add to any episode by going to Anchor and finding the podcast there, or you can go to Instagram and find the Turning on Teacher Instagram page, send a message there, and I would be happy to Um, talk about it next time. You can also send an email to turningunteacher at gmail.com. Take care.